good morning to you. Welcome to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. Thank you very much for joining me on the program this morning. I hope you're having a good morning so far. On a, uh, not bad. It's not bad out there right now. It feels kind of nice. It's a little on the cool side, but on the whole, not too, uh, not too bad. Can't complain. It's, uh, I think it, uh, at least today anyway, uh, it'll be a little warm, but, uh, not too bad. And then, uh, Maybe a little rain, which I, we could probably use. Uh, well, okay, yes, we definitely can use. So uh, we'll round out the weekend with some uh, with some rain, but uh, we'll do the do the best we can with what we've got anyway. So, but uh, I'm okay. Hope you get a chance to get out out there and enjoy some of the. Uh, Bounty that we have here in the Cooley region, whether it's uh, getting out there doing some fishing, which isn't too bad right now, uh, or uh, yeah, hiking, biking, otherwise uh, just uh, enjoying yourself outdoors. It's going to be a uh, a decent weekend to get a little of that in anyway. So, but yeah, let's uh, I'll just hop right into it. As a matter of fact, uh, looking at the uh, the river stage right now, continues to uh, remain on the low side, of course, as it uh, has been here for the last. Uh, several weeks. We're sitting at about 4-7 this morning here uh, here in La Crosse in the house, so, uh, and that's not really going to fluctuate a whole heck of a lot here between now and uh, next weekend. As a matter of fact, it may even drop down just uh, another tenth or two uh, between now and then, so uh, that will continue to remain low, so just be careful when you're, you're boating out there uh, as you don't really want to Take off uh, too many parts of the bottom of your boat. That that would that would be a bad thing. So uh, definitely not uh, not good. But yeah, on the whole, uh, yeah, river stage is low and, and will continue to be for the foreseeable future. Um, looking at uh, some other conditions right now, uh, I, you know, the warm weather that we've had has uh, has bumped the water temperatures back up a little bit. Uh, we're now solidly in the uh, the low 80s here and. Yeah, 81, uh, well, 84 in Alma, uh, 81 in Minnesota City, Dresbanks at 82, Genoa is at 81, uh, and Lynxville is at 84. Flow, uh, again, uh, remains, uh, again, because of the low water levels, there, there just isn't a whole lot of flow out there as well. Everything is in the, uh, uh, the low teens for the most part here. Um, Alma is actually a little under at, uh, 9900, which is, not a whole lot of current. <laughs> a little bit. Not a whole lot. Just a little bit. Uh, Winona's at uh, 12.6. Uh, Trumplow's at 13.8, 13.5 at Dresbank. Genoa's at uh, uh, 15.9, and Lynxville's at uh, 15.9 as well. So, uh, again, uh, not a whole lot of current out there to uh, to really be dealing with. And um, if you want to drift fish, uh, bring a paddle. <laughs> <laughs> and just make sure your trolling motor is uh, is uh, is well charged anyway. So it's uh, yeah, but yeah, that's I mean that's just a, a quick look at the conditions here this morning. It's just not uh, um, not going to change here as we uh, work our way into this. Oh my goodness, here and it just kind of hit me. It's like this is the first week of August. August sorry, it's eighth eighth month of the year. I'm like wow. <laughs> it's uh, time flies here, and we're 
starting to think about back to school and football. And on the plus side, you also have to start thinking about fall hunting, fall fishing, uh, and uh, all the uh, the fun that brings as well. And I know a lot of you already have, are starting to think about that, which uh, is definitely a uh, definitely a good thing. Looking looking forward to that. I'll, yeah, it, it's going to be. I'll be real curious to see what the uh, what the fall fishing is is going to be like here as we uh, uh, work our way down. But because uh, I mean, you know, it's normally a lot of times you know, we get this this low water and com- you combine that with the warmer water temperatures. It just doesn't necessarily uh, give you the greatest conditions for the most part. But you know, it's it's fishing has been good. I, you know, I think. I think on the plus side here that the uh, uh, the lower water temperatures and, and um, there isn't as much current anyway um, hasn't you know, moved the fish around maybe as much as it would on a, a normal year. Of course, then again, you have to define normal, uh, so that's part of part of the issue as well. But otherwise, you know, I mean, yeah, it, you know, fishing wise, it's uh, it's been good. I mean, again. You know, with the conditions uh, the way that they are, you know, even uh, I'm seeing a lot of you know areas that maybe had a little, you know, would normally have a little bit of current, get a little more stagnant in terms of uh, of their water. Um, it's always good to have just a you know having a, a decent flow to kind of um, just uh, flush things out, if you know what I mean. Just or just kind of keep, you know keep them. Keep that green scummy water from from building up, but um, seeing a lot, seeing more of it in places there. But uh, um, yeah, it, it's just I'm noticing that a lot. Uh, you know, this year over in the lagoon, it's just. Although I don't know what they ever did, I, they must have turned the aerators off. I don't. You just don't see those anymore. Um, but uh, um, yeah, it. Yeah, fish are biting though. You know. That's uh, that's always a good thing. So if you're looking for a uh, a good meal this weekend, really you can uh, or some good action this weekend as well, fishing wise. Uh, you've got you've got plenty of choices. Um, I, we'll start kind of where we always start is uh, working our way into the panfish here. Uh, that's uh, I, not bad across the board between the you know the crappies, the bluegills, and the uh, uh, and the perch. Uh, perch bite's been doing. Uh, fairly decent there. If you find them along, uh, uh, you know they're they're working along lead edges and uh, picking up the minnows and, and things along those lines. Uh, you can always try, of course, uh, you know, uh, nice you know chunk of night crawler or something along those lines as well. Maybe something a little bit a little bit larger to kind of sort them out from the uh, from the bluegills. But um, yeah, perch bite's been uh, doing. Doing okay here at the moment. Uh, the uh, the bluegill bite, yeah, it's just again the same thing. Just a uh, a chunk of night crawler under a bobber and just kind of you know floating in amongst the uh, uh, the trees and, and brush and things like that. And you can uh, uh, usually do fairly well. Um, but um, they're kind of kind of in those backwater areas, but again, just maybe a, a, a little bit adjacent to current there, and uh, you know they might be hiding in some of those weed pockets as well, uh, looking to uh, stay away from the uh, larger predators, but uh, and looking for uh, uh, 
uh, the little bugs and critters that hang out in the uh, hang out in the weeds and on the weeds. I guess really is probably a better way to put it. But um, yeah, uh, piece of night crawler is always a uh, always a winner to do uh, very well with the uh, with the bluegills. Uh, get some crappie minnows and uh, and head out and you know find them as well. They're going to be kind of hanging out in. Uh, I, I guess. <laughs> My notes here have got you know, 68 feet of water is where some folks have been catching them, and it's, I was going to say, in, in, uh, that's, that's almost qualifies as deeper water, I think. <laughs> well, it does in some places anyway this summer, but, um, but yeah, you know, you're working those, again, you're working some of those weedy areas. Um, if there's some timber in those areas as well, uh, that's always a good place to, uh, to try out for, uh, uh, for the crappie as well. And, uh, again, a, a, a crappie minnow, um, some kind of an artificial jig, a little, you know, a little tube jig or something, you know, little leggy things, things along those lines will uh, uh, always draw some interest from the, the crappies. But, yeah, you, you know, you're fishing in uh, stumps and trees and places along those lines, just, you know, kind of knocking that jig along the uh, uh, the stump there and looking to... Uh, Ring the dinner bell, uh, as it were, for uh, for the crappie. But uh, some decent ones being caught. Uh, not a lot. I haven't seen a lot this week as far as the uh, the crappie go. A few more uh, perch here and there, and uh, uh, definitely uh, definitely some more bluegill activity uh, as well. But uh, yeah, uh, it's again fairly decent there for uh, for all the panfish this weekend. I, I think that's a a, a good bet and. Uh, again, there's nothing wrong with taking a few home for uh, enjoying a, a good uh, summertime meal of some nice uh, crappie fillets or perch fillets or bluegill fillets. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, as far as uh, some your, your little larger species go, uh, the bass bite is still doing pretty decently. Um, you know, guys using. Spinners, crankbaits, swimbaits, um, working along the uh, rocky areas, riprap, uh, around bridge pilings, places along those lines looking for uh, the smallmouth action and uh, doing fairly well. And that's uh, not, a bad, not a bad place as well. Uh, and if you're going to be, excuse me, fishing for the uh, uh, fishing for largemouth, you're going to find them in a lot of places where the, the bluegills are going to be hanging out and bluegills and crappies and, and things along those lines. Uh, they're going to be working uh, the edges of weed lines uh, in backwater and side channels just to simply try to track down the uh, the, the schools of bait fish that are out there. Um, but, yeah, just work uh, work those lures kind of parallel to the sides of, or, or along the, uh, the edges of weeds. Uh, work it out there and... and uh, I gotta believe you'll do uh, you'll do fairly well. Uh, I didn't get a chance to look at a post this morning. I know that uh, um, Gage Griffin, who's been on the the program this, <laughs> I think he was, and I gotta try and fish it out here, but uh, no pun intended. But um, I think he had some nice <laughs> holding up a nice looking bass that uh, nice bar, nice looking largemouth that he caught uh, in. Uh, I believe this was, it was in our area, but I gotta I gotta double check. I just it was. Kind of seeing it in passing this morning here, but uh, well, yeah, I, you know, I, even if it wasn't around here, I think you could still do 
uh, fairly well with uh, with that. But yeah, bass bite is uh, you know this is uh, this is a good good time of year to be out there doing uh, doing that bass fishing. Um, if you want to try some other things as well, uh, the walleye bite isn't doing too bad at the moment either. Um, guys are using um, nightcrawler rigs or crankbaits or twister tail jigs of some kind to uh, um, get down into those uh, little deeper areas there to uh, define the walleye. And, you know, not, uh, not bad at all. Uh, little three-way, three, never can say this, three-way rigs, working uh, wing dams and um, places along those lines uh, with those lures and and doing fairly decently with that. Uh, I've seen some nice uh, walleye being caught this weekend uh, with that as well. Um, any place you've got a, uh, uh, and I think you can find a few too probably at the edge of uh, uh, along the edges around uh, any kind of current openings, um, places along those lines, mouths of streams, uh, especially, you know, during the, the middle part of the day, the little sunnier part of the day, uh, when that water is going to be probably about at its warmest. Um, same goes for the northerns as well. You can probably find a few in there too. Um, you know, spoons, crankbaits, uh, fishing those uh, those areas in there, uh, little you know, points of channels, things along those lines, working uh, those areas, anywhere where there's some kind of inlet of water uh, into the, you know, in between the main channel and the backwater, uh, I think those will always be uh, attractive areas to uh, to drop a line for, well, whether it, it, I mean, it could be uh, could be bass, it could be uh, northerns, it could be uh, any of those uh, in there to... Uh, uh, you know, that's just a uh, a natural feeding area for uh, for fish of all sizes and species. So that's uh, something to keep in mind as well if you're uh, out and about. If you want to do a uh, do a little trout fishing, yeah, it's uh, you know again we're in that pattern of you know early and late, and um, hopefully it will uh, continue that way for a, a while yet. Um, I'm just looking at the report here from the Driftless Angler, and you know, hopefully there'll be a little bit of rain to kind of stir things up in the streams this weekend, and kind of improve fishing a little bit. But um, fishing uh, trichos in the morning and terrestrials after that, and again, middle of the you know, you're up there early, out there early in the morning or out there late in the day as the uh, the sun is starting to set. And uh, one note here, too, always a good thing to remember for uh, uh, trout fishing, anyway, is uh, that they are sensitive to warmer water and, and do just kind of shut down um, you know, anything over 65 in terms of a, a stream temperature. is going to be slow fishing in that uh, um, it does really stress the trout out when uh, they have to fight so hard when the water is, is so warm they don't, uh, uh, don't recover quite as well. Um, so uh, keep keep that in mind as well. So again, um, we're probably on the back end of the morning feed, if you will, and then uh, again later in the afternoon, probably I don't know four or five o'clock somewhere in there, and uh, and getting going on into uh, dusk and dark, and 
hopefully uh, do fairly well. Can't imagine that there's a whole lot of uh, uh, activity out there, so not all, you know plenty of places to fish. Let's just uh, let's just put it that way. So you've got that uh, as an option as well. So don't uh, don't overlook that if uh, you know, try something a little bit uh, a little bit different. Unless you're of course a, a diehard trout angler, then you're going to be out there all the time. But uh, if uh, if you're not, if you're looking for something, you know, not necessarily on the uh, on the river, head to the uh, Head to the creeks around the in one of the many coolies we've got around here, and give it a give it a try. I mean, it's certainly a beautiful time of year to be out there and uh, trying your hand at uh, at some trout fishing. Just watch out for the watch where you step because uh, you know if if you got to go through a pasture or something um, to uh, to get where you're going. But there's so many easements and easy places to get in, and the only thing that I always worry about is the Stinks, but just be careful. If you got waders on, you'll you'll be okay. But I hate that scare. <laughs> like, oh, I'm looking forward to trophies. All right, there's a snake. I, you know, like Indiana Jones. Okay, he and I are like. It's like, yeah, don't like snakes. Just not a, a not a fan. But hey, if you can like not like snakes, I'm I'm good. I'll, I'm in good company, I guess. So. <laughs> but anyway, no, you know, get on out there and, and, and give that a try. There's, uh, like I said, a lot of great places to uh, to check out once you're in the stream. It'll feel a little cooler as well. And um, like I said, you've got plenty of places to to check out here in the in the Cooley region. Not just necessarily down in Vernon County, but um, you know, Lacrosse County has got some some great opportunities uh, as well. Uh, don't overlook a lot of places in. Uh, uh, Monroe County too. Um, even some, I know there's. Uh, it's it's not. It's kind of a poorly kept secret uh, where the big bike is, and yeah, there's there's some nice trout in there. If you're just looking for a, a little place to maybe uh, uh, dip your toe in, so to speak, there's uh, that little that stream in there is a uh, good place, right? Yeah, right in Sparta there. So. Kind of, uh, kind of nice to keep that in in mind as well. So, anyhow, it is uh, eight twenty three. I'm going to take a short break. I'm going to get my guest on here in just a few moments. Uh, had him on. Well, it was probably, I guess, about a month ago now, uh, give or take. But uh, certainly, big things have been happening for uh, my guest uh, this morning, Al Lewis here. And man, I think I mentioned it. Maybe oh, I don't know. It's, uh, a few weeks ago, anyway, a week or two after I had Al on, or what? It's just um, we'll, we'll talk about this just monster fish that uh, that that he caught this this 55 plus inch musky, and uh, we'll get all the details on, on how he caught it, what he did, how he did it, and uh, I, I mean it's uh, we're looking at some some big. T- I, I, he showed me he sent me a couple of. Photos on what things is I think the biggest fish, the big excuse me, the biggest muskie caught in uh, in July. Um, <laughs> and looking at the the list he sent me there, it was top fish of the you know for the calendar year. I think there was one that was maybe fifty six uh, that had been caught in June, uh, but that was up in Canada. So this. Uh, 
it'll, it'll be a good story, I guarantee you. So you'll want to stick around for that if you uh, uh, are into musky fishing. So we get Al Lewis on here in just a few moments after we take this break and uh, continue with WDKTY Outdoors on WDKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. Thanks for joining me on the show this morning here. Got my guest on here at the moment, and uh, we're going to talk some musky fishing right now with, with Al Lewis. And Al, thank you very much for taking the time this morning to uh, to join me on the show. And uh, let's uh, let's talk musky. How are things going up there this this weekend? Well, the weather's beautiful. We're in the... Uh Low to mid seventies. Humidity has dropped. Looking out at the lake right now, we got a little bit of. We're thirty miles south of the Canadian border. We're thirty minutes south of Ely, the Boundary Waters. So we've got a little bit of Canadian smoke up in the air, which okay. is makes for some beautiful sunsets and full moon the last three days. And boy, was the full moon spot on mm-hmm. on Monday and Tuesday. And this is Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday and Wednesday, we went out. Got a little bit of musky fishing in. Got in about uh, 12 hours for those two days. And the full moon did not surprise. It added up to lots of fish in the boat. We caught, uh, I personally caught five on Tuesday, three on Wednesday. Tuesday was unbelievable. I got a 50 and a half inch, a 50 inch. That's 10 50s in the boat this year. We are just... uh, Knocking them out of the park, it's really been a lot of fun. Oh, that does, uh, that does sound like a, uh, a, a great time. Uh, absolutely. But, so let's, uh, actually let's back up a little bit here because, um, we're, we're talking about musky fishing, of course, but, uh, there's a purpose behind what's, uh, what's going on and, and why you're going out and, and why you're catching all of these fish and, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Al's Musky Challenge here and and, uh, and and what you're doing this summer uh, up there on the, on the lake and uh, what uh, what's happening with all that. So uh, I fish muskies. Um, I was introduced to Lake Vermilion. That's where I'm at. Lake Vermilion is about 30 miles northwest of Virginia, Minnesota. I was introduced to him by um, my girlfriend actually about 13 years ago. And he goes, why don't you go try fishing up in uh, Lake Vermilion? I'd been a Hayward guy. We'd done Deal mm-hmm. Lake and that whole area for years. I go, yeah, let's go to try to try something different. So we came up here. We stayed up at the northeast end of the lake. Uh, lake Vermilion's 27 miles long. You got the east end. You got the west end. And uh, we're kind of an east end group. And uh, so we gave it a try. And I thought, you know, if I'm gonna get up here, I sure want a musky fish. And, I have no idea what I'm doing on this lake. I knew, I knew Teal Lake very well. So I better find somebody who can show me what to do. So I searched the internet and I found this young gun, A.J. Judnick, and he was, uh, 18 at the time. It was, you know, this guy you take for a guy who takes you out, and we went out for four hours, and it was like magic. You know, it was 30 minutes in, I caught a 42 inch northern, and later that day I caught my first vermilion muskie, a 36 incher. We went one more time. A couple weeks later, and uh, I got a 46 and a 48, and 
the magic started and I was hooked and the rest is history. But it was about five years, five months years ago, <clears throat> downtown Rotary was sending a member of one of the oldest uh, Rotary clubs around. We're over 100 years old. In downtown lacrosse, it was David Amber and myself, um, the late David Amber, unfortunately he passed away a couple of years ago. And David, as you know, was at Gunderson uh, Medical Foundation uh, for years and part of many, many different organizations in lacrosse always donated his time to you know, do things for the kids. Yeah. And I was up here fishing and said, hey, David, do you think we could maybe raise some money while I fish and you know, raise some money for some nonprofits back home? Because let me think about it. <laughs> David called me back. David called me back. It was like a day and a half later. He goes, okay, you start fishing on Tuesday and... We're going to call an Al's Muskie Challenge. I go, whoa, 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 hold on a minute here. I'm not putting any name on this. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't need any, anything to do with this as a rotary event. He goes, well, we've already started. I already collected a few bucks. So it's going to be called Al's Muskie Challenge. That was five years ago. And we raised $4,200, um, in two weeks, which was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. And the money went to the parenting place in the cross. And that's kind of how that started. We just wanted to raise money and to support the youth of the Cooley region. And we've done, um, like I said, this is our fifth year. And in year two, we went from 4,200 to 45,000. In third year, we broke 100,000. Last year, we broke 100,000. This year, we currently stand over 85,000. And we do things to support people in the region. This year, our benefactors are the Good Fight, mm-hmm. which is um, a great group that helps youth in our area. Hope Restores, another great group that does the same thing, and then Lacrosse Public Education Foundation. So half of the proceeds will go to those three organizations. The other half will go to Al's Muskie Challenge Endowment Fund, which is supported over at the Lacrosse Community Foundation, and that's to build money to um, support youth in the future when Al can't cast anymore, and uh, hopefully that won't be for a while. But uh, that's kind of the background of it, and people just decided to donate. It could be, you could donate per pound, you could donate per fish, um, you could do flat donations. Most of them are flat donations right now, is what people do. And um, I go out and fish. The first year it was like uh, two weeks. The second year it was like four weeks. And now that I have a summer home up here, I'm able to participate a lot more, so I dedicate the summer to it. And we go from June 6th to October 6th. I don't fish musky every day. It's, it's, mm. it's, a, it's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we get out, we, we get out probably 20, 25 times. So we'll put in, put in a hundred dollars, I suppose, uh, throughout the summer. And, um, last year, the first three years were typically, you know, six, eight muskies, nine muskies, pretty good. We get out maybe 14, 15 times. Last year was unusual. We changed a little bit of things the way we do. I fish with another AJ, too, uh, AJ Wiesner. So I've got two AJs I fish with. And then guests come up, friends. Rotarians come up. Mike Nickel and his son came up this year. We've got other guests coming to Kale Storage in Minneapolis came up this year. Uh, we've got the Lappings group. Uh, Tim Johnson will be up uh, tomorrow. And we welcome people to come up and fish. And uh, I'll tell you, every person that's been up so far that's been a guest and a contributor, you know, donors, mm-hmm. every person's got every person's got a musky. It's been up. Yeah, it's, it's and, and and you know, and, and tell you, so 
you know, you were saying, uh, you know, you, you fought eight in this last week or so. Uh, and, and tell me, you know, how, overall this summer, I mean, you've had a, a pretty good summer. Well, so like I was saying, the first first year we caught um, eight, and it was three of them in the two weeks that we fished for the mm-hmm. contest. Second year we caught eight. Third year we caught nine. Um, last year I fished a little more. I think I got out 22 times. And surprise to me, we caught 54 muskie, which is absolutely crazy. <laughs> um, getting a little smarter on times, uh, cold fronts, mm-hmm. um, weather conditions, moon phases, uh, moon up, um, it makes a big difference when you know conditions, when to go. Then you got to kind of know where to fish. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like to go catching instead of fishing, um, so we'll be catch fish, but there's a lot of fishing and non-catching too. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a couple nights we went zero. I mean, it's just total skunk. So it's, it's not always, it doesn't always happen. Then you have a case where it was, uh, it was June 7th or 8th, the second time out, uh, dedicated the night to a friend that had passed away, mm-hmm. and we caught five muskie in 58 minutes a month. Crazy stuff that doesn't happen. Um, but different lures, <coughs> excuse me, different lures, special timing, figuring that stuff out. Mm-hmm. Conditions, um, dedication, learning the lake, um, trying to fish where there's fish instead of just fishing where they don't go. Um, it's, a, it's just a lot of fun. We're having a really good time and, and learning more about the um, species, how they react, um, and, and all those different things make a big difference. That is that is that is fun. It's just you know, like like you said, you you, you want to go out and and and, and catch fish, but you know, a lot of it too is uh, is just you know you're you're getting an education on the water, but there's there's an educational component off the water as well, and I, I think that uh, lends itself well, uh, at least for me anyway, it lends itself well for uh, for for more success in the water and just you know maybe in a more enjoyable time out there. It's like okay, I you know I I learned about this, I'm trying this, and it works. You know, and it, it's, just, it's it's kind of that whole. That whole process, and 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 I've got to believe that that on a, a lake like the size of Lake Vermilion, um, there's a lot to learn, and uh, that's that's got to be part of the fun of it as well. Well, absolutely. It was you know it was the early part of June, and we were out fishing, and we went to a an area fished before, but we didn't really fish at that time of year, and we saw a lot of muskie. I mean, we're fighting, but we saw a tremendous amount of muskie. So we kind of surveyed the area a little bit more, and we figured out this has to be where they're coming out of spawn. Mm-hmm. So it's a right about where they're coming out of spawn. The season started late this year, so it was a late ice out. The fish came spawned late. The fish came out late. You could see that many in one area, and we went into a back bay in that area, and we looked at the structure and everything, and we pretty much figured, okay, this must be where they spawned because there was – we said we saw 30, so there's probably 70 total. Um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. So we'll go back next year and go a little earlier while we can't fish until the first Saturday in June. Mm-hmm. The muskie, we can go look. Yeah. So we may go look when the walleye start going and the tournaments start up here. And take a look and see, are they really there? Are they spawning this area? Because I'm pretty convinced 
back baby salmonids we would shallow waters where they're spawning and then we may target the surrounding area the weeks to follow although they didn't bite uh, really early um, as they were coming out of spawn they're pretty beat up I mean a lot of the fish had a lot of scars and marks from the spawning um, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, you know, when you get a lake this big it's beautiful I mean we have loons uh, we've got the habitat and we've got everything you can imagine it's a beautiful lake if you get a chance to come up here this really is a beautiful lake to go to. it's 27 miles across there's 365 islands <coughs> you've got back bays you've got trout lake which is a lake that you can portage into portage into as they say um, it's just different kinds of species it's everything to see quiet areas you can you know go fishing for walleye which is world class walleye my brother just went over up here last week and we fished walleye all week, and well, it was a little tough to find them, and there was two mayfly hashes when they were here, which made it tough, but we did get them, get out of them finally. Uh, as I look up from the cabin right now, there's a line that goes across my cabin, it's about six miles long, it's like a trough, and this time of year, and that's exactly what they tell right out there is doing right now, they're lead core fishing. Okay. It's what's called lead core, lead core line. Mm-hmm. And they're fishing walleye, and that line will go from oh, Strawberry Island and go all the way down to Dog. It's a straight line. We call it the fish parade. So <laughs> between between 10 a.m. and about 2 p.m. every day now for the next six eight weeks, you'll see a line of <coughs> excuse me fishermen, and they'll they'll limit out. I mean they'll catch mm-hmm. limit and they'll throw them back and keep on going. But what's interesting is that if you know where that line is. Actually, the muskie like to go too. You gotta go a little bit later in the day. Mm-hmm. And, um, we'll start catching them there. Um, structures all over. I mean, you'll catch them on humps. You'll catch them in shallow water reeds. You'll catch them in deep water off of different points. Um, PTT, the National Muskie Tournament's here three weeks, uh, two weekends from now. They'll be here. You'll probably have 105 fishermen world class. Mm-hmm. And they'll have a big, big tournament here. Which will be fun to go to. Two of the guys I fished with are both in that tournament, uh, competing for, I think it's 25,000 first place. Mm-hmm. Pays all the way down to, I think, 15th place. Um, state record at the time was caught here five years ago, 57 incher. Well, um, that's been broke a couple of times since. Mm-hmm. I think the new record is on the lax was caught last year at 58 plus inches. The previous two records were here. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I broke my personal record here yeah. um, about a month ago, uh, and, and I was gonna I was gonna mention that too. That we'll, we'll get into that uh, a little. You know, fifty eight the, the state record. You didn't miss it by an awful lot last month. That's for sure. No, and and, and I know I know you shared uh, you, you you shared the the photo you you had of this uh, uh, just mammoth mammoth muskie. And talk, tell me the story behind it, because I, I know everybody is, is interested in, in how you caught this, uh, this very, very large muskie. I will tell you exactly where I caught it. That's right. I caught it in, in, the, in the lake. I'll tell you I caught it in the middle of the lake. I'll tell you I caught it off of a hump in the lake. And I threw out my massive lure, and I cast it and brought it back in, and it smashed the lure probably. 60 feet from the boat, and I was so 
struggling to bring it in, and I got it, and it jumped a couple times, which I thought, oh, God, I'm going to lose it. And then it got to the boat. It spun on me, so it couldn't be netted. I had to bring it back around. And when you typically bring it back around, you can get some slack in the line. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, no, it's going to be lost. And I got lucky. It stayed on. We got it in the net. And my buddy I'm with goes, that's a 50. I go, yeah, I think you're right. He goes, that looks mid-50s. I go, oh, boy, maybe we're lucky. And then we got it and got it out of the net and put it on the board and stretched it. It was 55 inches. Wow. Just showed the state record and kind of the holy grail. I mean, the holy grail is getting a 50-inch, getting mm-hmm. a 50-inch muskies. Kind of like bowling a 300 game. Getting a 55-inch muskie is kind of like bowling two 800 series back-to-back nights. It doesn't happen. <laughs> um, so we're on the board. We got pretty lucky with that. Um, I will tell you, we practice what our CPR I'll jump to another fish. So Tuesday, we were fishing. I caught that 50 and a half inch. It was probably, we didn't want to uh, girth it just because it was struggling. It was probably 24, 25 inch girth. It was pretty fat. Um, so I got it. It came, it came off the bottom. Um, so it was in 30 foot of water. We got it to the boat. We got it. It jumped twice. Got it in the net. It was really struggling. We were in probably seven on our wings, slight rollers. Um, it was pressure. It was hot. It came from big depth, so it had a water. It had an air bubble in it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we basically massaged it in the water, tried to get it to revive. It kept them going belly up, so we did what we did last year with the fish. We put it in the massive live well that we have. We drove it behind an island where there was no wind. Absolutely dead calm, three, five feet of water. We put it back in the water. We stayed with it over an hour, and uh, we saved his life. Uh, so we practiced water CPR. Oh. You want to save those fish. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to go out and fish, fish this fishery, and you want to fish for these big fish, you got to have the right equipment. you got to have cutting tools. you got to be able to cut barbs if you have to. Um, you got to stay with the fish. You can't just put them back in the water and hope they're going to live. you got to, you know, protect them. Uh, we don't keep them. You know, we put them back for somebody else to enjoy them too, and uh, practice that water CPR and you know protect the fishery. Yeah, and that's you're right. That's uh, uh, a, a hugely important skill, and, and and one I think maybe doesn't get necessarily talked about a, a, a great deal. And certainly with uh, when you're dealing with with fish of this size and, and situations like that, that uh, having that skill set is is so important. So thank you for doing that. It's uh, uh, again, a, a a good reminder for everybody listening this morning. But yeah, that's uh, um, you know it's uh, it, it's amazing up there, and uh, you know uh, my hats off to you for uh, for all that you're doing for the uh, the community and, and and sharing your you know uh, a little bit of your knowledge here this morning on uh, on, on musky fishing, which is again um, you know. You know, you're, you're able to go to some of these, or go to this world class uh, fishery and, uh, uh, and 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 do these uh, and catch these incredible fish that uh, um, are just you know, so amazing. And uh, you know, it, well, let me and let me ask you too. Uh, you know, how long? Typically, you know, you had the 55 incher, but you also had this one the other day. You know, typically, how long? does it take to, to bring one of these fish in? Well, it depends if you catch them shallow or you catch them deep. If you catch them deep, it can take a little bit longer. If you catch them shallow, it can be faster. It can be anywhere from 
45 seconds to five, eight minutes. I mean, pretty unusual for longer time because they wear out pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, it's such a massive fish, especially if you bring them from the deep. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're a good fight. I mean, I've had, I've had three or four of the best fights ever this year. And those are the good stories, you mm-hmm. know, the bad stories. I've probably lost 10 or 12 this year. Before. <laughs> you know, I had one, uh, Thursday night. It was a really rough night. We did not catch one fish uh, Thursday night. And, um, saw a few, didn't want to bite, got one to bite, got it 10 feet from the boat. My buddies are with the net and off it went. And you, you use a few words that I won't repeat right now. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, we had a lot of fun. I want to thank all the people of the Cooley region that are sponsors and supporters, people from around the country that are sponsors and supporters. If I could take just a minute to mention a few of those. Please do. Please do. Okay. Billy Lou, um, Amy Winchell, Winchell Imports, Clayton mm-hmm. View, GMC, Lacrosse, Riverfest, Commodores, Tony Ferrillo, Mark Prokus, uh, Jared and Christina Show, Tony Piazza, um, Home Meat Locker, CRDN of Lacrosse, Murphy's, Frame and Axel, Weaver Brothers, Frank Verling, um, Jerry and Marilyn Art, Ultra Federal Credit Union, Citizen State Bank, Cooley Cards, uh, what else we got? Jimmy, um, my dad's are a little state sponsor, Bacalars, uh, Chaos, uh, Chaos K2 Storage, Howard from um, Al McCormick, three of the biggest sponsors, Choice Wichelt, Batrowski, Peggy Brody, um, Downtown Lacrosse Rotary, all the rotors of lacrosse. Those are just to name a few, like in Diane Carey, the, the sponsors, uh, Anonymous, um, again, the Commodores, Riverfest, John Brewer, uh, Dennis Vogel, those are, uh, Corey Roop. Those are just some of the people that support what we do. There's hundreds of people that support. If you want to donate to Hell's Musky Challenge, you know you're going to help mm-hmm. the youth of the lacrosse community. You can go and Google Hell's Musky Challenge. You can go to the Lacrosse Community Foundation and see our project there. Mm-hmm. You can email me at l at djrc com. Um, you can call 608-317-4499. We'll tell you about fishing. You want to come up here and be a major sponsor, we'll put you in a boat. Um, I just want to talk fish. We'll do that too. Well, and, and, and I appreciate, uh, I appreciate you taking the time this morning to, uh, uh, to talk to me, Al, and, 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 uh, share, uh, share your stories and, and, and talk a little bit about, uh, Al's Musky Challenge and, uh, the good things that uh, that are happening in in our community, um, even though you're up on Lake Vermilion, you're doing great things here in the community. So <laughs> it's uh, uh, it's it's great that you're able to do this, and uh, thank you so much for uh, for taking the time this morning to uh, uh, to chat with me. Anything else that you want to touch on here before we uh, we wrap things up here for today? Just a couple more things. Sure. You know, in our first four years, the Musky Challenge has raised over four hundred thousand dollars. For the community of lacrosse, we'll pass over a half a million dollars this year. As Musky Challenge started in part because of David Amborn. Mm-hmm. David Amborn was a great community leader who donated all his time and his energy to the youth of the Cooley region. David's tagline always was, 
it's for the kids, damn it. So it involved children's museum, across community, everything Dave was involved in. And, of course, your lacrosse downtown Rotary. Without lacrosse downtown Rotary support and without the energy of all those people, this would not be happening. I want to thank all the people across community for sponsoring and participating and giving the energy to Al's Muskie Challenge. And just know that every dollar you spend and donate towards Al's Muskie Challenge, 100% of it goes back into the lacrosse community. Everybody's a volunteer. I don't get paid all of our equipment. We pay for personally all the volunteers, all of your fellow Rotarians. Everybody gives their sweat equity and their personal time towards this, and we do it as volunteers. So all that money will go back in the lacrosse community and support your youth of lacrosse because today's youth are our future mm-hmm. leaders, and we need to remember that and invest in our own community. Awesome, awesome. Well, Al, thank you very much. I'll uh, let you get back to your Saturday morning here. And, and uh, again, thank you so much for uh, for taking the time this morning to uh, uh, to talk to us about uh, about what's happening and, and sharing your stories and uh, sharing the good news about uh, about what's happening here in the community. So, again, thank you so much for uh, for being on the show this morning. Well, thank you for letting us um, pass along what's going on and just tell people. Enjoy the environment. Mm-hmm. The water is a great place to spend time with family, friends, and do some fishing, and then support back into your community and uh, practice good safety when you are in that water too, and just just have fun. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just you know we've got guys country back home. This is just another version of it. We're just so blessed to be able to enjoy our you know our environment. Exactly, exactly. Well, I'll, I'll let you go. Thank you again for uh, for being on the show this morning and. Uh, you have a good week. We'll get you back on here in another, uh, or maybe another uh, month or so as, as things are starting to wind down. I, I, we get kind of a, a, a final report here, but uh, um, but again, uh, thank you again for uh, for being on the show today. I'm gonna go chase the big one tomorrow morning. All right, sounds good. You take care, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. All right, all right take care. That is uh, Al Lewis and Al's Muskie Challenge here on WKTY Outdoors. I gotta take a break. Be back in a moment as WKTY Outdoors continues on WKTY 96.7 FM, 5:80 AM. WKTY 96.7 FM, 5:80 AM. It's coming up on 8:58. You're listening to WKTY Outdoors. I want to thank you again. Al Lewis for being on the show this morning here and uh, chatting all things musky here this morning uh, and Al's musky challenge and uh, uh, yeah great things that uh, that he's doing in the in the community there and and uh, everybody that's donating so uh, definitely good things uh, happening in the community here with uh, with our youth and Al touched on it you know this said uh, you know we we we're blessed in this area with some. Uh, uh, tremendous resources here, and, and um, I guess part of our job as adults, anyway, is to pass that, pass that, pass those skills, pass that legacy, pass the uh, uh, opportunities on to uh, the younger folks, and, and show them, uh, show them how it's done, and, and they'll, uh, I was going to say, pick up the ball and run with it, but uh, maybe the more appropriate analogy, at least for the program here, anyway, would be to. Uh, Pick up the rod and cast it out, or something. Maybe that that maybe is a little bit 
okay, it's not the greatest net, but you know, you get what I mean. So uh, anytime you can do something like that is a uh, is a great thing, and uh, hopefully you get the opportunity to do that this weekend. You know, get the kids outside and, and teach them the joys of the outdoors, as I like to say. And uh, again, so many opportunities, whether it's fishing, hunting, uh, you know, just giving them that appreciation of of nature and the resources that we have and giving them the opportunities to experience those things and and, uh, find the things that they they love that they'll uh, keep with them for the rest of their lives. Anyhow, I've got to go. You have yourself a tremendous weekend. We'll do it again next Saturday with another edition of WKTY Outdoors. Until then, be safe, be well, and we'll see you next Saturday.